Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Here's another shot, Anderson right in. He scores! Anderson! While the team pours over the board, they're mobbing Henderson. They're mobbing Henderson. And Kenny Dryden, I've never seen a Now, you don't often see goaltenders skate all the way down the ice to celebrate a goal. That was a goal worth celebrating. Mind you, it didn't mark the end of the game. There was still, what, 34 seconds left. Game 8, Canada, Soviet Union, 50 years ago this month, which ended up being a huge part of not just Canadian sporting history, I think Canadian history, period. You know, with the death of Mikhail Gorbachev, a lot of coverage this week at the end of the Cold War, this was right at the height of the Cold War. So it was such a significant series for so many reasons. But yes, Ken Dryden was a big part of it. Split that series with Tony Esposito, but played in that pivotal eighth game in the celebration on that goal. Uh, he's finally decided to, to sit down and write about what it was like to be a part of that. His new book, it's called The Series. What I remember, what it felt like, what it feels like now. Very pleased to welcome to the program Hall of Famer, best-selling author, former federal cabinet minister, Ken Dryden. Ken, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Thanks a lot, Rob. Was that the only time you'd ever skated down the ice to celebrate at least the regulation goal? I think it is. I, I, um, yeah, I, I, I can't think of another... I, I'm sure it is because I, I mean, I'm just trying to think of other times that could have happened, yeah. but, um, but I'm sure that I'm sure that it didn't, I, it wouldn't have happened in the NHL. So no, I think it's the only time. Well, and you, you touch on something interesting is, you know, you had a remarkable career. It was, you know, it was a long time ago. Uh, so, you know, there, there are parts you remember well, other parts maybe that, that you don't. But I would imagine when it comes to that month, September of 1972, a lot of that is really seared into your memory. So what was it like to sit down and, you know, tell this story from memory? Well, it, it was it was different. It was interesting. I mean, that, that um, I knew that it was the only way that I would try to write this book, but I also knew that to me, it was the only way to do it because it, because after a while, um, uh, if, if it's just secondhand recollections and, and trying to find layers of meaning to apply to things, then it, it 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 loses its reality. It uh, it becomes like another war story, and so uh, that that I thought that the only way to do it was to go back and actually try to relive it um, for myself, and if I could, then to uh, allow readers who were old enough to have um, experienced that series to for them to relive it, but. But more significantly, for the uh, for anybody who is under the age of fifty-seven now, uh, and in Canada who would have no first-hand memory of it, then it would be a chance for them to actually live it for the first time. Um, it would be something that they had heard about, that they would, and that, that all sorts of stories about it, and and how this was different from any other hockey moment. Well, you know, that it's one thing to say that, but it's hard to believe. Uh, and, 
So how do you how do you how do you convey something uh, where it might be believable again? And 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 so it was to try to put myself there as a way of trying to put everybody else there. And uh, and so it was it was it was it was a very different way of approaching something, and it it when it was a very different form of writing than I had done before. It was yeah. it was uh, in much shorter sentences, much more uh, clipped, much more um, uh, just you know immediate, instant um, uh, that that overviews. Overviews don't count. You don't have overviews when you've got uh, uh, a series like this. You you're already, you know, you're in a moment on the way to the next moment and on to the next moment, and you and you can't afford to get out of that moment. Uh, you've you've you've, you've got to keep immersing yourself. So it was um, it was different to do, and I I, I really enjoyed doing it. And and yet you res- resisted. Maybe that's not the right way to phrase it, but there have been opportunities you've been asked before about maybe writing a book about the Summit series. Why, why did you feel now was the right time? Um, well, it was certainly the only time that, 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 you know, if I was to do it, it would only be this time. But really it was, it was for just what I was, uh, what I was, what I was saying is that, and, and really the, the subtitle of it, well, I, I had that subtitle really as I started to even jot notes. It was, it was saying to myself, okay, if I was going to write this book that I'm not going to write, how I would write it is what I remember, what it felt like, what it feels like now. That's it. That, that would be the, the entire guide for it. This wasn't going to be going out and doing all kinds of interviews and going online and right. and looking up the stat sheets for the fifth game or something like that. No, this this there would only be meaning for anybody in in reading it if in fact it it was that immediate and uh, um, and so I just started and I and I had no idea what what was going to go down and whether in going down it was going to be something and uh and i mean i i wrote it in in a much much shorter time than i've ever written anything before and it just kind of galloped down and um and it uh, uh you know it, it it was like i mean it was the kind of thing that at the end of the day you'd be You'd be really tired. I mean, you know, because it was so intense. Because you were, you were, you were living it again. And sometimes you're living moments that you didn't enjoy living very much the first time around. Now you were having to, you know, live it again. And it's interesting too, because you know there there were those who were behind the scenes, the diplomats, the bureaucrats who who made it all happen, and the drama that was going on behind the scenes. There's the perspective of the average Canadian who were just enraptured by this whole thing, watching it on television. And then there were you guys, the players, and in a way, you were kind of disconnected from those those other groups, weren't you? Yeah, I mean, it was it was it was interesting that way. I mean, it was it was. I mean, one of the things I say in the book is that is that one thing I missed as being a player in the series is not being a player in the series of being at home and being amongst the 22 million people 
who were watching this strange set of events going on, um, things that were entirely unpredictable, and not just from game to game, but from period to period and moment to moment, and where nothing ever seemed settled and nothing ever seemed sure, and and nothing you you could you could count on, and and uh, uh, and so I mean in in, in Canada. You know that you know that there were you'd have the evidence of the fans um, at, at the games in particular. The thing that was that really brought everything I think to home or home to us was when we were in Moscow, and and part of it was was the telegrams and, and at a time of telegrams. And there are a lot of your listeners that wouldn't even know what a telegram is, but 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 you know that just. 10 words, 15 words from somebody that you didn't know, uh, from some place you may not have even heard of and, and arriving in Moscow and, and, and not saying much more than, you know, Sarnia's behind you or, you know, Prince Albert's proud of you or, you know, whatever. And, 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 and just seeing a name and seeing a place, uh, a place name. And then the numbers started to get bigger and bigger, and then you start putting them on the walls, and then in, in the corridor to the dressing room, and then down another wall, and and so that you could you sense, and you could sense the kind of, of 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 collective experience that was going on in Canada. And then the other part, and it maybe is the most vivid recollection I have of the whole series, was the three thousand Canadians that were in Moscow. And for the games that, you know, yeah. the, the capacity of the rink was 14,000, but 11, but you know, there were 11,000 Russians and there were 3000 Canadians and 3000, you know, Canadians who in 1970, you know, that we didn't travel a lot to Europe at that time and certainly not behind the, the iron curtain and certainly not to Moscow. And they came and, and this was, you know, this was well before the bucket list time of where we consciously make these lists of events and places that we want to go to and that we check them off and, and, uh, and, and, and brag to our friends that, you know, that we've been there and we've done that. No, this was, this was, you know, most of these 3000 people were not very well off and, and, but they had some feeling about hockey and some feeling about Canada and some, feeling that connected both of those things that made them feel they needed to be there. And, and so that you could sense. And when they started the chant that they made up themselves and the, how they did it, I don't know, but of the da, da, Canada, yet, yet, Soviet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it was just amazing. Well, the blessing and the curse of, of playing that game and, and the joy of being a part of it and celebrating that victory. But, you know, you talk about in the book, the nerves, the pressure of knowing that you're the one who has to backstop the team in that, that pivotal game. Do, do you get those heart palpitations, the, the sweaty palms when you remember that? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, the, a, a little bit less that. I mean, some of the other moments came back almost as they were as they were felt that was you know that that i uh, that i felt some relief in not having quite that same feeling about what i you know about what i knew then were the stakes 
Mm-hmm. And I, I, I knew that a series like, I mean, uh, you know, you're a sports fan. I'm a sports fan. We all know that great, significant sporting moments generate great heroes and great non-heroes, great goats. And, and I knew that. I mean, uh, you know, that, that this happened before I was old enough to, to have any memory of it. But, you know, that Bobby Thompson winning uh, the National League pennant on a home run over Ralph, over the Dodgers and Ralph Branca. And Bobby Thompson, for him, life was never the same after that. And for Ralph Branca, it was never the same. You know, years later and years after this series, it was Bill Buckner and the ground ball between his legs and the Red Sox that had been waiting for decades and decades to win a World Series lost again. You know, that's what happens, you know, in, in series and in moments like this. And I knew that. I, I felt that. I felt that, uh, you know, uh, especially as the seventh game ended and I knew that the eighth game was going to be the deciding game and I knew that I was going to be the goalie. And, and you can't not know that. You can't not feel that. You've got to find a way of parking it, you know, of, of, of getting it under, control and where you 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 know you, you feel it as as you can't not feel it but then you know as the game starts to approach then then you you focus enough somewhere else that you don't that that doesn't overwhelm you 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 just you you go out and you play and uh, mm-hmm. so yeah we we knew the stakes you know the stakes were absolutely clear and we just had to find a way. Well, sticks were huge. And I mean, the intrigue was huge. But at the end of the day, I mean, it was you guys. It was this group of, of you know, you were, were a young guy. There were a lot of fairly young guys still on that team. Rivalries paused to come together. Rivalries later resumed. But wearing that jersey together, going through all of that together, what, what kind of bond did that create? I, I, I mean, a surprising one. I mean, uh, one that shouldn't be a surprise, but. But but is and was I mean one where that that you know you 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 shared something you know you shared something that mattered and mattered to you and mattered to the other person and and one where where you know you don't even need to talk about it I mean you know you could be walking down the street and walking past each other and you just look at each other and nod your head yeah, yeah. I know and I know you know. And I know we all know, and and we don't need to say anything more than that. Um, and uh, I mean, you know, that that it's in moments like that that you actually come to know somebody. I mean, it's 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 fairly easy for all of us in, in, in certain other moments to act a certain way and want to be a certain way and want to portray ourselves a certain way. But when you get into moments like this, where you can't not do anything other than focus on what's going on, and and you can't have another part of you that's that's acting like you want to be, and 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 uh, um, then you know you reveal yourself. I mean, and you you reveal yourself to yourself. I mean that, and and sometimes that's not a lot of fun. You know? And and so, you know, you get to know 
the people who are your teammates and you get to know the people who are your opponents in 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 an event like this and uh and so you know you may never share another word with with uh with that person the rest of your life but um you know him and he knows you if you want to hear more Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.